This week on Don't Look Under the Bed, we are delighted to welcome a third-generation hospitality professional, social media marketing expert, hospitality consultant, and founder of Reimagine Hospitality. Please welcome Lauren Brown to Don't Look Under the Bed. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And today we are delighted to have hospitalitarian and hospitality consultant and founder of Reimagine Hospitality, Lauren Brown. Lauren, welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. How are you? Hi, ladies. (laughs) I am doing good. Thank you so much for the invitation. Absolutely. We're so happy to have you with us today. Um, I know you're a busy person, so I think we should just go ahead and get right to it. Uh, Please tell us about your hospitality journey. Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm actually recently found out I'm actually third generation hospitality. My grandmother and my father's side did PBX at a hotel long ago. Um, But my parents met working at Higher Regency Hotel downtown here in Houston. My father proposed to my mother in Spindletop, you know, the whole nine yards. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I actually met my husband. Um, working at a Crown Plaza. <laughs> so it's kind of been, you know, part of the family. And I also, interns- I also had an internship uh, with Marriott West Chase as well. So I was so glad. So it's so good to talk to uh, fellow Houstonians, especially women in hospitality. So I'm super yes. excited about this podcast. Wow. So your history runs deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And you didn't even know it. And so you came up you know, watching your mom and dad go to the hotel, what kind of experiences did you have uh, growing up? Wonderful, because, you know, the thing of it is, is that especially with my mom, um, working at the Hyatt, I mean, you're talking about the Christmas parties that they, they would throw at the Hyatt. You're yes. talking about the East, you know, even with the Easter Bunny being there at the hotel lobby. Um, also, my mom has a twin sister and she worked with Connell Airlines at the time. And so family vacations were great because my mom had the hotel hookup and her twin sister had the airline. Hookup. Okay, the best of both worlds. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, okay. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> wow. And we, we all know how uh, hotel children come, come along. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my, yeah, I, I have two children that were raised in this industry and they just won't be any good when it comes to traveling on their own. <laughs> no. oh, yeah. I mean, especially when you have to like talk about rates outside the employee discount. And then the next thing is just, you know, being in the back back of the house I mean that is like super cool that was one of the things I love growing up is like being in the back of the house like mm-hmm. seeing the kitchen you know my dad working in his little bitty office because he was an executive chef mm-hmm. and so that was I have some really fond memories that is awesome so talk to us about the roles that you have uh, held in the hotel yeah so for mostly for me um it was front desk Okay. As well as um, I was also a sales, I also did 
front desk management and also being an executive sales administrator. And so that's kind of when I got into that is when I really started loving marketing because I would do the social media for our hotel. I would do hashtag Tuesday tours. That way the guests get behind the scenes of our hotel, like our presidential suite and Mm -hmm. our banquets and our breakfast and chef preparing stuff. So it was really cool and very fun. That's awesome. They didn't have that back when I was an admin. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) but you are so active on social media and that's how we found you because you are so creative and your posts are so relevant. Um, Where did you learn all that? Oh, well, I do have a background in photography. That's initially what I went to college for was photography. Ah, okay. Um, matter of fact, before I even graduated high school, I had my work in the Museum of Fine Arts, Contemporary Arts here, right here in Houston. And talk, I was talk. Web- Thank you. I was also web published in National Geographic. Oh, and also wow. Featured, also was in uh, Houston Center for Photography. I had two of my portraits in there. So very blessed. I had a really blessed uh, career um, when I did um, photography. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. That is really, really awesome. <laughs> okay. Thank I can you. see you have an eye. You have a, you have a great talent because your, your social media is everything. Um, Talk to us about your passion for the industry. You've got so much energy and passion for it. What is it that you love about hospitality? Oh, what I love about hospitality, especially working on property, was that you get to meet people from all over the world, sometimes yeah. from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> another planet um but that's one thing that I enjoyed and Mm -hmm. you know also just becoming real family especially with housekeepers oh my god like my housekeepers just we just really became close I mean you're Mm -hmm. spending so much time with these people when you work together um Mm -hmm. working you know having banquet staff that could just turn a room on a dime and everything Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I I really loved and just once again just being able to meet guests and hear their stories and to just make, you know, a great um, experience and to think that, you know, um, less than 1.5% of the hospitality industry have, you know, Black executives represented. Mm -hmm. And so for me, growing up with my father, you know, being an executive chef, one of the photos that he has in his office that I love is him and these other chefs in Houston. He's mm-hmm. right in the center of it. Mm-hmm. And he's actually the only Black person in the photo. Mm, and it was wow. uh, it was uh, like a dinner of the decade, chefs of the decade. Yeah. And the thing, I didn't think of the significance of that, you know, growing up. I, I just didn't know until I got older what that meant. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that my father was fortunate enough to be a part of that 1.8, yeah. point, you know, that 1.5%, I'm reading yeah. here, um, to be in an executive position and to mm-hmm. also have a husband who's a general manager um, be in, be in that position here. It's just amazing. And I just did not, I, I didn't know that it was because of my dad, I would say, I did not know how low of it, it was. I yeah. just thought it was, mm. I just saw my father and I thought that it was possible. I did mm-hmm. not know that how, how low that percentage was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's been like that for years. This mm. is my 
34th year in the industry. And I can tell you that here in Houston, I don't even, we, I'm sure we have black general managers now. Mm -hmm. um, but back when I was, you know, working on property, that was not a thing at all. Right. And it needs to be a thing. So right. what do we do? Let's, How let's do we change it? You know, for me, Oh, no, I was just going to say when when you <laughs> said as a chef, I was just thinking in in my time in this industry, I've seen three black executive chefs and we're talking a yeah. span over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, with the most recent one being a 26 year old woman mm-hmm. who's an executive chef. Yeah at a property and mm-hmm. yeah and I because I, I was like well you know, let me just think really quick and eh, eh, eh. okay you yeah. know and yeah even in the the general manager situation uh maybe two yeah, yeah. there yeah. are more now in Houston there are now more um but across the board and just far and wide mm-hmm. it's not as prevalent nor is oh, it yeah. prevalent for like directors of sales and um, above property roles. So yeah, that statistic is alarming and it needs to change. So what do we do? What needs to I be think, done? I think as far as like changing that statistic, first of all, um, if anyone is working in, I don't care, you know, black, yellow, brown, white, if you're working in the, if you're working in the particular industry, you shouldn't be in the same position, I would say, no more than two to three years, especially intro, entry level. You should be mm-hmm. leveling up. You should be having classes or training that can get you to that, to that next level, unless you just enjoy staying where you are, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more so of that recognition and just putting things in place for your staff in order for them to grow. How could they, how will they, how will they grow if they don't know, if they don't have the knowledge, um, if they yeah. don't gain, you know, that training to obtain that skill set? And mm-hmm. one thing that I love about hospitality is that it's one of the very few industries that you can work your way from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need a college education in order right. to succeed. Now, education is great, good and fine, but you know, it you can be, you can definitely be trained. And yeah. I have been in positions where and I shared this on Instagram where I was so good at my job that there was a position available in our hotel and our property. And I wanted to pretty much cross over to sales and mm-hmm. be promoted, you know, from front desk. Mm-hmm. And the general manager almost stopped it because in his mind, it's like, well, who's going to have our heartbeat score, you know, being yeah. up, who's going to mm-hmm. do, you know, the enrollments. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to figure that out. Dude, right. Even <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's promote from within. Yeah. And I just didn't think that, that I didn't know how hard that could be. And it's like crazy that you could be so good at your job mm-hmm. that you don't even get promoted because they're thinking, well, if we promote her, we're going to lose. Gonna, yeah, we're going to have that. And then you don't, you don't get to grow. Yeah. I actually had that happen. Do um, you? Yes. I was working. Wow. Can I even say the hotel? Yeah, I can say it. I'm grown. Um, <laughs> I was at the JW Marriott 
mm. in the Galleria. And uh, I was a sales and catering assistant. I mean, I'm sorry, I was, uh, I was at the front desk and I wanted mm. to go to the um, sales office. So it took me, I don't know, a year of wow. just trying to move around. And finally, I was able to transfer. It took a long time, though, longer than I wanted. So um, I finally did move. And then once I got there, I wanted to move into management. Um, and it did not happen there. I had to leave the hotel and go somewhere else to be promoted to manager. Yeah. yeah. So oh, wow. that's the thing. So sometimes we have to create our own opportunities and, uh, you know, you lose good people that way when you don't promote from within too. Oh, yes. And so I was like, yes. so how is it somebody can hire me? They don't know me. They can hire me sight unseen, but the people that I've worked with for the past seven years, um, they won't, they won't, yeah. they won't hire. They don't think that I can sell used beds. I mean, it made no sense to me. So yeah. I left. And, and, the, and, <laughs> And that's Funny. always the case more often than not to, mm -hmm. to yeah. get that, you know, that title change or that position change or, you know, and chances are you've already been doing the job at yeah. your current, yeah. you know, at your current yeah. situation, you're already doing it oh, yeah. anyway. You just don't, just you know, in the title. right, right. So you're volunteering. That's what I call it. I'm volunteering, <laughs> I'm volunteering and I'm oh. sharpening my skills. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's you're volunteering and you're sharpening your skills so that when you take that next step, you're, you're going to be even better mm -hmm. because, you, because you've been volunteering all that other, that mm -hmm. time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a shame that we had to, or, you know, that you had to go through that, that I had to go through that. So many people do have to go through that. And, mm -hmm. uh, that should not be the case. Like you said before, we should be training and developing people and hiring from within or developing them to move on to their next, um, oh, to yeah. be prepared for their next, their next move. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Definitely. And there, there are some really good hard workers in this industry that don't, they don't ever really get to be promoted. And then also another thing um, while we're talking, also people can work in this industry and not really have a livable wage um yeah. you know i've had housekeepers who you know you have the benefit of the employee discount but you can't afford to take your family on vacation mm -mm. no yeah no. that's that is very i mean that is absolutely true and i think you know part of this quote-unquote hiring crisis that we're seeing mm -hmm. is that very thing Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. people, people don't want to come back because they're like, no, you know, yeah. I'm not going to do I, it. Oh yeah. And I've been hearing people say, well, people, people just don't want to work. People don't want to work anymore. No, people want to work. They just don't want to work for you. That's <laughs> anymore. it. That part. Or they just don't want to be in service, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or they just don't want to be in service anymore. You know, service, you know, is not always, um, it's a really, it can be a very hard and grueling industry. You're talking about different hours. A hotel is 24 mm -hmm. seven, 365. Yeah, right. 365. Um, I have, I've had plenty.
plenty of times where I have my little gimmick that I would do working front desk was I will work for you for Thanksgiving. I'll work for you on Christmas mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe even Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. but wouldn't work. I wouldn't work. Not me, not yeah, Christmas Eve, even maybe New Year's Eve, but I would never work New Year's Day because I was the holiday person. It was like, oh, yeah. well, she did all the holidays. She wanted to work no, New Year's Day. Um, and even growing up with my dad, you know, working in, at the hotel and stuff. Oh, he, he definitely not, worked. Oh yeah, he was in present for Thanksgiving and even if mm. Christmas came, we would have to open up our presents early before daddy went off to the hotel. Yeah. It's just it was just the nature of the business. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's also for me <laughs> working even front desk or the three to eleven shift. I didn't get a my friends had stopped inviting me to stuff, you know, out to dinner and mm-hmm. things like that because I was at work. Yeah. 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 So it's, you have the same story. We we both have the same story. I was the holiday person. Also, I was the three to 11 shift. Um, I was the weekend person until I wasn't, you know? Um, yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's, but that's what I love about it because there are so many options. There's so many opportunities for you Mm -hmm. to be to be flexible and to help out and, you know, and to grow. So that's what I love about the industry, just because, you know, there's just so much. Can I say one funny story, Robin? Mm -hmm, Of course. I had a guest that came up to front desk and was asked, because like we're talking about working on holidays and stuff like that, it's 24, 7, 365. So I had a guest that came, a foreign guest that said, oh my God, he came to me and said, are the banks open today? I said, yeah, it's open. It's Monday. It was MLK day. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh. If anybody should have known, (laughs) it should have been me. Well, in your defense, it is a a recent holiday. So. I'm sure you have, I'm sure you have been on a lengthy shift. So right. <laughs> it, but you just don't feel the holidays. Right. I mean, you just right. don't get the day off. You don't get, maybe you may or may not get the time and a half. So you just don't, mm-hmm. you just don't feel it. Yeah. Cause you're, cause you're, again, you're working, you're, you're on the grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an industry. I was actually talking to someone today, um, that, and she said, oh, I'm, I'm just a front desk person. And I said, you're not just a front mm-hmm. desk person. Oh, yeah, say, I oh, said, no, no, yeah, no. I said, no, absolutely not. You're so much more mm-hmm. than just a front desk person. And I said, you know, you're the first pe- person people see sometimes, Yeah, you know, yeah. whether they're coming in in the morning, they're coming in late at night. And I'm like, you're, you're the first voice of comfort for our guest, you know, for the guests and, and just talking about it and, um, you know, and, and just, and I was telling her, I said, the thing I love about hospitality is that just because you're in one role, the sky Mm -hmm. is the limit. I said, once you figure out where you want to go or, you know, what that job looks like for you. Mm -hmm. And then, then you, you make that path on how you're going to get there, whether Mm -hmm. it's, I'm going to jump around through operations and sales and become a GM or, mm-hmm. you know, however you want to do it. Those opportunities are there. You know, I told her, yeah. I worked for a GM that started as a dishwasher. Oh yeah. Woo. And he, wow. I, he was, I mean, he was so much 
fun to work with because yeah. he he really could meet people at every level. Yeah. And and that was, you know, that was cool. He was like, uh, no, I was in stewarding. <laughs> I was washing dishes. And then mm-hmm. I went and did this and that mm-hmm. and, you know, came on up through the company. And yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, that's a true testament that you're, you're only limited by your imagination, you know, yeah. of, of what you can become. Exactly. And also the exposure, you know, if you, if you don't know, how will you grow? And then, mm-hmm. you know, to go back into that front desk is another thing about it is that she's the first and last impression, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, great. And then the other thing is, is that when you're working front desk, so to speak, you have transferable skills. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I've had the opportunity of working in corporate America and that just stemmed from, you know, being at front desk. And I think that hospitality is a great foundation for anything that you get yourself into, because no matter what, you're going to have to be hospitable to your, to your clientele. Oh, yeah. And also you're, you're going to have to problem solve on a dime and, and you, you're dealing with sometimes different people that you know want what they want um, <laughs> or you know you deal with people who have champagne taste on a beer budget that oh you're you're dealing you're dealing with people yeah. <laughs> and that's you know like I mentioned it could be a trend it's definitely you can have definitely some transferable skills so don't yeah. ever cut yourself short because like right Sky is, Absolutely. The sky is the limit, but it's also about getting people exposed to yeah. what opportunities that hospitality can, you know, provide. And the best other thing about it is that I've worked with ISG primarily most of my career. Okay. You can stick me at any ISG property and give me opera and I could be in Timbuktu or Sydney, Australia, and I could do opera. And it's oh, a yeah. global industry. You can go anywhere. That's I mean, there's right. a hotel everywhere. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we always, we always uh, tout that. I mean, it's like hospitality will take you all over the world. So, mm-hmm. and you can do anything, accounting, IT, sales. Yeah. I mean, the opportunities are endless now, social media. So, I mean, they've got like right. a yes, department right. for that, which is oh, cool. Yeah, marketing, yeah. Let's talk about uh, reimagined hospitality. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so talk about that. And uh, why do we need to reimagine hospitality, Lauren? Oh, well, you know, the thing about it is, is that hospitality is something that has been going on for centuries, as long as people been here, mm-hmm. even, even, look, even baby Jesus, they didn't have room for him at the end. That's right. <laughs> that's, how bad, that's how far back hospitality goes. It really does. <laughs> You know, for, for me, when it comes to reimagine hospitality, initially with my photography background, I was going to be doing photos for hotel and social media and, okay. and all that kind of stuff, which sounded great um, and good. And I just may add that as far as the service, I'm still in an incubator phase of my business. Okay. And okay. So I think for me now more so is just to really advocate for more Black as well as Latinos to have that executive leadership in hospitality, especially Mm -hmm. being here 
in Texas. Mm -hmm. And so I just really, you know, want to see more people of color succeed and have success in this business because it is possible. I mean, there's so much diversity at the bottom. It's just about once we get into the top, it's it's less of that. Mm -hmm. And there are some really great people who who has equal as if not more knowledge that can be going further in their careers and and they're just not because either lack of exposure or lack of training Mm -hmm. or they you know work with people that that are so bad and terrible i would hate to say that they just quit the industry altogether Mm -hmm. they just do a one you know bad gm or one dos or just one you know manager that just didn't get it or didn't see their potential or was micromanaging um yeah so that's for me that's kind of you know where i am at um and then also just providing more education in regards to hospitality because it's just one of those fields like i mentioned that you can work your way up from mm-hmm. the bottom you like becoming a dishwasher to being a general manager becoming right. an agent to being a general manager and you know perfect example is my husband he was a front desk um agent mm-hmm. um in el paso and um and so his gm i want to say or one of his managers became um a gm here in houston and mm-hmm. invited him to work at the hotel and be a fom at this embassy in, at this embassy suites and he's a young college kid and so he lived at the hotel yeah and he was a resident a manager it kind of got tied a little bit so he had to find his own apartment and keep in mind he's a college kid from el paso no credit he's a brother and the mm-hmm. 90s and he's trying to find a place to live an apartment and he went from apartment to apartment trying to find something kept getting denied but that one last apartment he was able to get in and if he wasn't he would have to face his father which is from the military so he had to face his military dad and he said if i didn't get that apartment i was just going to take my put my tail between my legs and just drive that tail oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> just face his dad and his dad's been in the military. So yeah, he, he does not, he wasn't going to play. He just was happy that his son had a job. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, going to a city, not knowing anybody. And, right. you know, and, now, and now he's the general manager. And I'm very, very proud of him. Especially awesome. with all that he went through last mm-hmm. year with COVID. Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm sure he's got some stories to tell about working oh. throughout. Yeah. Oh, not and and keep in mind, we ladies remember here in Houston we had that winter storm. Yes, oh no yes, no yes, again. We know that. Yes, <laughs> that was on top of the crap cake. Yes, yes. So yeah, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yes, no again. Yeah. Well, the yeah. good news is that um, the face of hospitality is changing. Mm-hmm. We do see more opportunity for people of color um as we go through this (laughs) i don't know what i don't know when we're coming out of it i don't know but (laughs) the panini whenever the the panini is over yes (laughs) i mean we'll have to get back on track i know that there are um some um in-person events coming up like 
the black is it the black travel association coming up in atlanta in november and that's going to be the first of its kind um so there'll be people of color there and you know they'll have education sessions and things like that so i'm seeing more and more of that um coming up and also leadership conferences have you been to anything recently or yes um, i have so um i've just came back from Atlanta. Okay. Um, I for a content creator um, boot camp because I'm very much into social media and just yes. learning um, about marketing and how I can do better for reimagine hospitality and also um, help hotels along the way. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that I would say, um, my flight was a little bit delayed. Yeah. Um, then also, once I got my rental car, which thankfully I was able to have a rental car, but I had to wait in line for about an hour. Oh, so wow. Wow. It has gotten super tight um, with traveling. Um, and then also, even when I was coming back home, simple thing of trying to get something to eat at the airport, mm. I had to stand in line for about 30 or 40 minutes for yeah. Wendy's. For yeah. Wendy's. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, and then also, even with having TSA pre-check, there were a lot. Yeah. So I yeah. think that it's mostly um, the fact that, you know, people are, you know, vaccinated. They're they're trying to get up. They're trying mm -hmm. to get out. We've been cooped mm -hmm. up for a long time, which I'm grateful for because, mm -hmm. you know, that means that there's going to be more heads in a bit. Yeah. Um, but another thing is, is that it's just with traveling, it is getting a little bit um, tight to navigate because things used to be just so easy and so simple, you know, because there was so much staff yeah. already put in place. And so now it's, everything's a little bit uh, slower and congested, but yeah. you just have to have a little bit more patience um, since you, you're already aware of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Pack your patience, hey, people. I Pack was going to say patience. That's the key. That's the key word to all of it is just being patient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Lauren, what do you say as we wrap up, give us your, um, your message of hope and optimism for, uh, for the hospitality industry? What do you, what do you feel? <laughs> you know, I think that as far as the hospitality industry is this, we're gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, this has been, you know, a long withstanding industry. People want to travel. People want to get out there. Um, and I think for now, it is just about having the right staff in place, you know, yes. and really and truly hiring hearts instead of bodies. Really try to hire the heart of the house, yeah. um, not just bodies, not just people that can fill in a position and really taking your time to train. I know that it's hard. I know that it's difficult. There's guests coming in, you know, to eat or to spend mm -hmm. the night and stuff. And it's just kind of hard to, you know, do that training, but it will be well worth it in the end. So that way you can um, deliver the best service that you can. And also having effective and efficient communication with your staff. Yeah. And also just creating, you know, avenues for people to grow within this industry. And if you see someone, especially a diamond in the rough, you know, really try to 
um, nurture them mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. I know sometimes it's just, we just want to do the job or we're trying to get the job done, but there are people out here that can really make this a career yeah. um, and, yes. and, yes. and, be, and you know, be able to pass this baton along. And another thing is, is that we really need to figure out ways that we can have um, brand loyalty for um, younger generations such as myself and on. I remember when Priority Club, I remember when there was Priority Club before I was <laughs> um, in the game, but not a lot of people know that. And mm-hmm. so really and truly to get you know, these millennials and younger generations interested in being loyal to Aichi or being loyal to Marriott or Hilton instead of just loyal to a cheap rate in a cute looking place. <laughs> um, you know, really bringing, you know, really building that brand loyalty. But mm. I think that, you know, we're going to be okay. Um, yeah. This is, you know, a bump in the road and we just really need to hire hearts instead of bodies. Yeah. And you know, be able to really pour into um, our team so that they can be able, so that we can pass the time and they can be able to go further and carry this out. That's awesome. Well said. Tell us where, uh, where people can find you and be inspired and um, uh, connect with you and your consulting services. Where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram all day, every day at Reimagine Hospitality. Um, you can feel free to in, uh, email me as well at info at reimaginehospitality.com. Excellent. We are going to have all that information in the show notes. And I just want to thank you, Lauren, so much for uh, being inspiration, for providing all this information that you share with us every day. It is, um, it's so relevant right now. You are the new generation of hospitality and you're doing the work and we are really appreciate everything that you're doing. Thank you so and much speak- for joining us today. Thank you. And speaking of um, new generation of hospitality, I do want to give a shout out to Kayla Beck of Beck and Call Hospitality. Absolutely. Yes. And yes. So be sure to make your donation um, so that she can have her B&B. That would be phenomenal and great here in Houston, Texas. I really do want to see her win. I mean, she is doing fantastic work. It's exciting. I love everything about it. Very yes. exciting. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So Lauren, we're going to stay in touch with you and watch what moves you're making. And uh, we look forward to having you back. Yes. Thank you so much, ladies. I had so much fun. I can't believe it's over already. (laughs) (laughs) We thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. You can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing. Hospitality. That's our business.